Sure, you press the right button, Nora. I'm never sure I press the right button. It's <laughs> a, a metaphor for my life's journey. Yeah, I'm never sure I that I press the right button. Well, you've done a better job pressing your buttons than I have. <laughs> That's my favorite thing, pushing your buttons. <laughs> How are you doing? It's been a while. I know, I know. I have a sad story. What? The reason that we haven't gotten together is because I had a horrible. Well, actually, it wasn't. Horrible, but it was kind of horrible case of Kofifi, yeah. also known as COVID. You had the vid. I had the vid. Which I had in January. Yeah, but you had sniffles for a day. <laughs> I did not have a very, I guess I didn't have a big viral load or whatever, but you you had a, it's nothing to mess around with, right? You had oh, a. <laughs> like I met my uh, grandniece for the first time over Zoom, and it was like, hello, Charlie. <laughs> She was like, ah! <laughs> Fortunately, she's a happy child and wasn't easily terrified. <laughs> but you're completely recovered now. Yeah, on the way. That bug sticks in your system, folks. Wear your masks. I'm the rule breaker in this duo. Okay, <laughs> you got the first story. This is a little piece that was in Fast Company. It was talking about how Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, opened its first I'm going to say retail store, but essentially experimental retail store in uh, California recently. So what they're doing is um, they're selling some of their portal uh, video calling dedicated device. They're selling their VR headset. They do have this uh, partnership with Ray-Ban to have these glasses that'll let you take pictures, but they're not actually selling them there. Although I will add, I was in New York recently and I saw ads for those things everywhere the, that Ray-Ban will let you uh, capture Ray-Ban's, images. It was Ray-Ban very interesting. Ray-Ban Stories. That's what it's called. Okay. I went on a journey today to Ray-Ban Stories because, as you know, I have 11 pairs of Ray-Bans that I've collected over the years. Mm-hmm. So now I just have to get them all dooted up. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that I've seen them uh, actually advertised now. But anyway, so... The question is, like, why are they bothering to do this? The article in Fast Company uses the example of other tech companies that have got into the retail business. I mean, some of them are obvious no-brainers like Sony and Apple, but those are hardware companies, so it's not really surprising that they would have retail outlets. But then some of the more surprising ones are like Amazon, for example, which has the Whole Foods store. It has their just walk out the door and don't pay anything. Uh, They have an Amazon Books uh, retail outlet, although (sighs) they just closed a whole bunch of their bricks and mortar bookstores. So the question is, um, why is Meta slash Facebook doing this? The speculation in the article is basically they're doing it so that you can pick things up and handle them. This is so-called showrooming idea where like it's not so much about moving product in the stores. It's about giving people the chance to like look at them and handle them. I have to say for myself, at this point, Meta just seems really uncool. I can't imagine anything less cool than buying Meta hardware. <laughs> like of all of the things that I would be interested in buying, like something that is branded as Meta, like I have zero interest immediately. Oh, come on. You are such a member of the Apple world. You've completely bought into Apple everything. You're Applefied. No, that's not true. I mean, there are many other cool hardware manufacturers, like for TVs, for example, or like Sony makes some beautiful things. But really, do you want something that's Zook branded? Your Zook branded virtual reality headset? 
Yeah, with some little um, piece of AI in it that's tracking every single thing I do <laughs> and set, selling it to uh, the highest bidder. No, but I really, really like those Wayfair stories. Yeah. Can I talk a little bit about how they work? Just because yes. they have to do with glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can get more of them back do, to yeah. the more important things. But should I put my wayfarers on? No. <laughs> you put them on and you go outside. This is not exactly new, folks. But if you're walking down the street, rather than having to pull out your phone, hit all the buttons, then you can just go, deep. what are you laughing at Just me? like the back brain labor look. You take out, oh my God, you take out your phone, go to care, click on the icon, oh my God. No, do you know how many wonderful pictures I could have had of my pup? But by the time I get the phone out, and then I turn it on, and then now I have to, you know, let it know it's me by putting the little square in the box. And by the time I get it up and running, the dog has left the room. Yeah. So this is like you can just go on the side of your glasses and take a picture. Mm -hmm. I really like that. But then I am a bit of a Ray-Ban fan. But this is an interesting question. It's like, do you think things have changed that much culturally from the time of Google Glass. Like, remember when Google Glass came out, sure. it was all about glass holes. Do you think we're actually at this point where, or do you actually think maybe if you just go out in your regular Ray-Bans, your analog Ray-Bans, that people are going to like look at you like, asshole, <laughs> don't take my picture. <laughs> she hasn't been to Meta yet. No. <laughs> actually, the store looks really stupid. And they said in the article that it's way too small. It says it's only 1,550 square feet, which is almost twice the size of my apartment. But still, that's kind of small for an experience. I guess maybe they're just sort of beta, beta, workshopping it or whatever. But if you're going to do that, why not actually do something really splashy? Like, you know, for example, the way Wired used to do this thing in New York around Christmas time where they would showcase all these cool inventions or whatever, you know? Like, why wouldn't you just go big with it? But I, I still maintain, like, I don't think... I don't know who it is. Somebody told me like about advertising, like don't try to convince people that you're something that you're not. Like of all of the things that I think that meta is, it's platform, it's software, it's metaverse. It's not a physical product that I want to put on my head. Yeah, but, (laughs) but to play devil's advocate, a lot of the things that they're talking about in there are some of the different devices that you, as a shopper myself, perhaps you would be more inclined to just buy something. And if you don't like it, send it back. I hate doing that. I am a touch and hold person because I'm a defiantly 20th century girl. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see something and I want to see what it looks like. And especially if I'm going to buy some really elaborate, because they do have really elaborate VR goggles in there mm-hmm. and all that sort of thing. I like to try them on and see how they fit. I like to see if I think I'm going to get a sty from them. <laughs> you know? but, you I know. don't disagree with showrooming. I think I absolutely like that too. I don't actually like online shopping. I, I want to be there and physically hold things. I think it's really a problem for the planet that we keep buying things and returning them it's a problem for traffic it's a problem for everything but any more than i'm going to go into an amazon bookstore good for you like, <laughs> you shouldn't be on the amazon <laughs> site go in the cloak of shame and order a book from amazon i could do it under the covers you better not be behind <laughs> shopping from amazon oh. that's all i've got to say i'm going to set up cameras and people that i love in their homes and i'll be able to tell <laughs> but no but you know it was interesting though i did go because the same argument well they call it experiential commerce but they're also talking about the google store I wouldn't mind going to the Google store because they said it's more like um, a museum 
Mm -hmm. And you can go and sort of see all the different Nest products, see how they work, what the sort of the genesis of it, everything. So you have a little bit of a history lesson while you shop. So I like that. Do you have something uh, really, actually, really cool and important well, to talk well, about? Well, you know, a long, 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 long time ago, when we were just little baby sniffers, um, I came across a story called "On Parasitic Living," and it was all about what to do for the homeless. Just to clarify, it's not that you're calling people who are homeless parasitic. It's no, that's the, the term. This, this housing solution was called parasitic homes. Yeah, it's parasitic architecture is an established term, Norla. I, I, well, I didn't you know. know. I'd never heard it before. Yeah. Well. Now you have. You learned something from me today. But anyway, there's this company, and it's called Create Structure. They also won the Fast Company's 2022 World Changing Ideas Award. Mm -hmm. And it's a spinoff of something called Better Shelter, which is a Swedish organization which works with, who do you think? IKEA. Swedish for common sense. Okay, the idea is creating one structure. They're about they're 180 square feet. It comes with a frame, and then you can put a tarp over top of it. They look incredibly easy to assemble. They're designed to last 10 years, and did I mention they cost $365? Mm-hmm. It's already been tested in all sorts of places that are prone to climate disasters. So I think that that's really, really fantastic forward thinking right. with the climate crisis. And this is the specific intention. It's specifically intended to be uh, emergency homes for natural disasters and things caused by the climate crisis, right? Thus far, but it also says that it makes the homes feel less like an emergency stopgap measure and more like a possible of a, per- a permanent home. Hmm. Actually, it really made me very, very much aware of how entitled I am because I thought, I wouldn't want to live in there. But if your house has just been washed away by to- torrential rains, and these, you can get one of these houses, and it's going to stand sturdy rather than a tent. Can you imagine, like, you know, you're in the middle of a, a huge downpour, and you're in your tent? Yeah. And then, you know, they're too flimsy. They just don't have the kind of um, life cycle. Well, we've yeah. seen all these things in recent refugee crises where, you know, it's just cold temperatures or what have you, where tents are clearly not up to the job. So I thought this was a really interesting solution? Well, since you looked at the article, I'm looking back at the article. It just (laughs) says, the end quote is, it feels more like a, quote, small home worth living in, Hmm. end of quote. No, and it's also like the Aga Khan Agency for Habitats working on it. Um, And they go around and they also help people use local materials, you know, like thatch, wattle, gum, daub, Okay, here is exactly. It comes with a reusable and recyclable shelter comprised of a galvanized steel frame and a thick rain-resistant tarp. Okay. It transforms from a flat pack to an almost 188-square-foot abode in an hour. Actually, you should go and take a look at them because they do look more like really cool little kind of thatched houses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's a very interesting project. And I also think it's a commentary on the situation that we're starting to think about, okay... What does climate crisis mitigation look like? Yeah. Uh, rather than thinking, la, 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 we have plenty of time to solve this. But this, I thought that was like a definitely yeah. a sign yeah, of the I really times liked that it that's too. the thinking. So check out the links to these segments uh, on your phone or at the website. The tell your friends. Tell your friends. We want more listeners. We know there are so many podcasts. I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> I was really sick. I was too tired last time. All right, Camille. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.